So the other day, I give a $1,000 tip at the restaurant, and I post the receipt with a story behind it. And people, some of them, lost their minds. I want to tell you today why, when you go out there and do acts of kindness, why you ought to share it publicly. And I know many say, don't do it. I'm telling you, do it. My argument is coming here shortly. If you get value from this video, give it a thumbs up and subscribe to the channel. So I don't know how closely you're following on what's going on with art as an alternative investment, but a lot of major companies like Goldman Sachs, PIMCO, they're starting to talk to their clients about alternative investment. Matter of fact, this last year I was at Art Basel and guess who was there? Goldman Sachs. I had a dinner with them and it was all around people that are investing millions of dollars into art as an alternative investment. Here's some stats. 2022 was the biggest auction year ever. Highest total from big three auction houses, nearly $18 billion. So now you may say, Pat, that's great. I can't afford to buy a $5 million piece of art or an $800,000 piece of art. I don't have that kind of money. You sometimes talk about baseball cards you bought for a million dollars. I don't have that kind of money. I understand. The same way they created mutual funds, a company called Masterworks allows you to buy into art by Andy Warhol, Pablo Picasso, whoever may be, Banksy, but you buy shares of that art. So you'll say, here's a million dollar piece, I own a share of this art, and then while they sell it, you make the return on that piece of art. So today, with what's going on with inflation, with what's going on with the economy, with what's going on with the stock market, people are a little bit concerned. One of the asset classes people are looking at is alternative investments, specifically in art. And if you want to participate in this, I highly recommend you look into Masterworks. Everything they do is buy the books, SEC. You, you have to do your own due diligence while you go through it. But if it is something you want to participate in, click on the link below. If you get involved with them, it's by invitation only. They have 600,000 people already that are working with Masterworks. And if you want to diversify your portfolio, I highly recommend you consider Masterworks. My wife is born on Valentine's Day, February 14th. So we're going out there in Miami. We go to this restaurant called Joe Stone Crab. We go grab a seat. This lady comes up. Her name is Kiera, and she's giving us incredible service. And while we're eating, I love learning about a restaurant. So I said, so tell me the story about this place. I've been here before, but I don't really know the history. Well, see that picture? That's the family. But here, that's Joe. This is how this place got started in 1913, just less than 20 years after Miami got started in 1896. This place was nothing. Miami was nothing. People only came here for this. And he started this, and it's been around for four generations. And it's the number one restaurant in America for grossing top-line revenue. I'm like, you got to be kidding me. Pre-pandemic, number one restaurant in gross revenue, only one place. I'm like, wow, that's intense. And I'm looking around, my wife and I. I'm like, babe, how many people you think work here? I don't know. Let me ask Kira. Kira comes back. Hey, Kira, how many people work here? Well, we have this many waiters and waitresses. I'm number 24 out of whatever, 89, I think she said. We have nearly, you ready? 400 employees. One restaurant, nearly 400 employees. She walks through. I'm like, oh my God, 400 employees. Every Arnold Palmer refill, she brought it. I never asked for it. My wife, lemon, lime, everything we ordered. She was flawless on the way she handled us. And then at the end, we got a surprise, came in dessert, all this other stuff. And then I noticed everybody that was coming in that would go to this lady with their, uh, whatever they're bringing to the customers. And this lady had to look at their receipt and bear, I'm like, what are they doing there? Like, I don't know what they're doing over there. So I was curious, just out of curiosity, why do all those waiters and waitresses, why do you guys all stand in line there? And you talk to that lady. She says, well, I've been here for 20 years and boom, this is what she said. Today is actually my 20 year anniversary. I'm like, oh wow. So what do you talk to that lady for? She says, we take our receipt and she checks portions. I said, portions? Yes. She checks portions? Yeah, like did I put too much salad? Did I put too much crabs? Did I put too much this? 
I said, damn, you know, portions, why would they do this? Interesting. So somebody, if you have a friend coming in, they don't put more crab legs. I said, is that why they do it? That's exactly why they do it. How long have they been doing it for? They've been doing it for 20 years, as long as I've been here. What an incredible system. So I said, so I noticed every food that came to us, you brought it to us. Yes, here, we bring it to you and we're held accountable. I said, so if I tip you, does a tip go to you? Does a tip go to everybody shares it together? She said, no, it goes to me because I'm held responsible to bring in the food to you. Great system. I said, so tell me, how do you like working here? Are you kidding me? I'm so grateful. I'm so happy. This company's changed my life. I've been here for 20 years. Today's my 20 year. You know, da, da, da. I'm like, wow. She got emotional listening to her story. And by the way, you know how this lady was? Super humble. Like the type of a person you want as a mother, as a sister, as a friend. Man, like emotionally so likable. I'm like, babe. She says, I know what you're going to do. I said, I'm going to do it, babe. Do your thing. Great. I'm going to give her a $1,000 tip. So I gave her $1,020 tip. So the receipt was like 400 bucks. She ended up getting a $1,020 tip. $20 to represent 20 years she's been there. $1,000. And I give it to her. And she says, what's this? What are you doing? No. You, you're, what are you doing? What is You're kidding me. So the reaction was so innocent, so awesome, so grateful. Exact reaction you would be hoping to get, I got. Okay? And I said, I'm going to post this on Instagram, Facebook, LinkedIn. Give her love and encourage everybody to go there and take care of her when they go to this place. I posted. Comments. Awesome, Pat. You're top G. You're great. You're this. You're that. All these affirm me. Positive comments. Now I know what comments are coming, though. And you know I do it intentionally anyways because I know what they're going to be saying. And what they don't realize is I intentionally posted it because I know it pisses a lot of people off. Let me read some of the comments. Here's what some people said. That's all good, but you're supposed to do these good deeds, things out of the goodness of your heart, not to post on social media and brag. Set a better example. Okay, great. So listen, logically, you would see that if you gone to church or you were raised in a Christian family or any kind of denomination, you'd say, he's right. You shouldn't do this. Perfect. Let me give you my argument. Social media, do you see things that people pick up that are bad habits, things they shouldn't be doing? How do you fight that? So let me get this straight. So the bad habits, promote it as much as you want. But listen, all the good people do, don't advertise it. God forbid you're going to be judged for it. How do you fight negative habits and negative behavior? By showing good gestures. Mr. Beast, every time he goes and changes someone's life and gives $10,000, $50,000, here's a car, here's a house. He's got thousands of other YouTubers now are doing the same thing to be like Mr. Beast. Are we teaching giving? That's a good thing. Because for the most part, everything's promoting what? Taking, taking, taking. These guys are teaching giving, and we should say, hey, Mr. Beast, stop giving away money to people. You're not doing a good deed. Stay quiet while you're doing this. I say keep giving, because God knows the way Mr. Beast is going, in the next 10, 20 years, he's going to be giving away billions of dollars, and you ain't paying taxes for that. He's choosing to give that away. Keep giving, Mr. Beast. Let me read the next comment to you. I can't even afford a $400 meal, let alone a $1,000 tip. So how do you think it feels to millions of Americans out there at these times? This is a boast, and a lot of you will be impressed. Yeah, okay, there was a time I couldn't afford to have a lemonade or a Coke, but I dreamt of one day possibly doing more. There was a time I went to a Christmas party with my sister and my father sitting there and her husband, and they didn't go to a honeymoon, and I didn't have a dollar to give a gift to neither one of them, and I saw other people doing it, and it inspired me. I didn't bitch about it. I said, I'd love to one day do it. You ought to start thinking bigger so you can contribute to your own family and the people around. You shouldn't say, I can't believe you're doing this and I can't ever do it. You should say, wow, if he did it, I can as well. That's an identity flaw on you that you got to check. Not me. What feels better, leaving a $1,000 tip or telling people about it? Both. I'm very comfortable with it. I think you ought to give a $1,000 tip. And if you can get a chance to challenge and inspire other people to do so, do it. But 
in this situation, how do you think Kiera feels? How do you think she feels being recognized? When do you think she got this kind of recognition getting millions of views? You think she's happy she got the love? You think she's happy she's being recognized for going above and beyond? You think she's gonna go tell that story and say, you know what happened today? Today, 20 year anniversary, I got this. Do you think that message of encouraging people to not quit, not give up, stay somewhere, be a leader, make it work, be grateful, have the right attitude. Do you think that is an example more people need to emulate? I've been in business for a long time. I tell you, not a lot of people have that attitude, positivity, grateful, let me give my best, let me do good. Even when some days things are not going good, I'm keeping my chin up, I'm still doing my job, I'm being dependable, reliable, accountable. Yes, I think a lot of people ought to emulate Kiera's habits and the story needs to be told. This next one here, really messes with a lot of people's minds. And I had a hard time with this one 15 years ago, 10 years ago, but you're gonna see what angle I'm gonna take with this. Here's what one person said. PBD is worth approximately $200 million. It's like me tipping a dollar two cents. We're not impressed by you, big fella. Okay, let me explain this to you. My wife and I are in Monaco. We're sitting down. Okay. We had sold the company. This is the biggest amount of money that came into our account. And first time you look at it, you're like, wow, look at this. I said, let me explain to you what's going to happen next. You're about to be attacked. She said, what do you mean I'm about to be attacked? I said, here's what's going to happen. If all of a sudden people realize how much money you have, all the money you give them, they're always going to say, you're so greedy. That's all you gave us? That's all you gave us? That's all you gave us? People who don't want to work for their money, no matter how much you ever give them, it's never enough. It's the entitlement attitude, right? Steve Jobs and Apple never gave away to charity. Why not? Interesting, right? You think about it. Kirk Accordion, owner of MGM, catalog, movies, all of that. Casino, died. At one point, it was worth $9 billion. He died at 98 years old. One of the most successful entrepreneurs of all time. Incredible story what this guy did, right? And he gave all this money to Armenia at one point. Like, like around a billion dollars, a lot of money. You know what they said? That's all you give? That's not enough. If you read his book, you know what it said? He never wanted to help that community out. Even though he's Armenian, he didn't, he's like, I'm done. I don't want to help out anymore. Because he was discreet. He says, I'm going to do it in a completely different way. He made a movie because he could control it. He didn't give away to charity anymore. So this is the part that I want everybody who was like, well, that's why I don't want to do it because no matter what I do, you know, there's going to be people that are not grateful. It doesn't matter. That's the risk you take. You don't give hoping that everybody likes it. You don't do certain things hoping everybody supports it. This is one of many stories of what we do. You don't go advertising every single one of them. But I do believe you, if you do a good service or a good deed out there, share it with others. Don't feel guilty about it. We need more stories. The question and the debate this led to is the following debate, which by the way, some of you guys are gonna love this here. If Jesus was around today and there's social media, say he's around today, you think he's on social media? I don't think he'd ever be on social media, really? Really? So you think he would only spend time at churches? You think he would only be places because it's only other Christians, that's where he would be? Nah, I think he'd be on social media telling his story. Matter of fact, I'm willing to tell you not enough Christians are on social media. The churches that are growing, they're leveraging social media. A lot of these guys that are trying to groom kids and the negative mindset, they're on social media and you don't want to match that with goodness? I don't know about that. I think that's a outdated philosophy that needs to be challenged today. And I think people like Mr. Beast and others are doing a great job giving and they're inspiring kids, which is very important, to be comfortable to give in a society like this. So this whole thing was to give a shout out to Kiera and to encourage others to tell stories of people who give 20 years of their life and service to a company and do it in a grateful, positive attitude. Kiera, this whole thing was for you. I got a lot of respect for you. So I'm reading a book right now that I'm fascinated by, which I've recommended on my Instagram. A phenomenal book, it's about service. I did a video years ago on the concept of customer service versus customer experience. My whole experience at Joe Stonecrap 
was an experience, not just because of customer service. If you've never seen this video, I highly, highly recommend you watching this video to create memorable moments for the people you're serving. If you've never seen this, click here to watch it. Take care, everybody. Bye-bye, bye-bye.